You know what time it is. It can only be time. Episode 34 of You Wouldn't Get It. The boys are back and the boys are hot. It's uh it's been a busy last month or so, last couple weeks, but now we're starting to settle down into the summer routine. We'll get some more consistent scheduling going. But we got we got an episode to talk about today that is uh it's taking over the internet landscape. I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah. It's it's good to be back, Barzi, first of all. I mean, just it's, good to be it's back. Great. It's great. Just to see off. your see your pretty face. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I miss you a little bit, man. It's good Aww. to see you back on the other side of the camera here. Getting a little mushy before the episode starts. But yeah, like Barzi said, um, just getting on a summer schedule. So we should be back to regular episodes, honestly, starting this week. So look forward to that. Today we got a good one though. So for those of you that uh, tuned in over the weekend, there was a bit of a super fight that went down. Um, I guess you could call it that, a super fight. Yeah. So, Logan Paul, um, the famous YouTuber, Vine star, influencer, whatever whatever title you want to give him, stepped in the ring against 44-year-old Floyd Mayweather, arguably the greatest boxer of our generation. Um, <clears throat> you know, we'll get into the... The details of it but this came about basically because of jake paul's stardom and you know he got into the boxing world floyd king of boxing for this generation at least and they clashed and it was interesting um i'll i'll turn it back over to you barzi what were your uh i guess we'll start on the fight itself and sort of yeah. work our way backwards i think that's the best way to do this so what was your just initial reaction after that fight ended what did you think of the fight was it entertaining to you so yeah there's a lot to dissect here there is a lot of different avenues sponsored by Celsius really quick of course of course yeah way to get that plug in there so this fight people who are expecting this fight to be some clash of the titans or like some actually entertaining um fight that's not what it was ever going to be. That's not what it was meant to be. This was solely a money grab. And that was very evident from everything that happened in the ring. And for me, my my take on this whole thing is I honestly think, and boxing has been a sport that's been through it all. It has, it has its ups and downs. Boxing is a sport defined by the stars and the star power, as a lot of combat sports are. I think a fight like this, if this is the direction boxing is going to go, is going to diminish the sport to a lower level than it even is right now. Because you had a guy, arguably the GOAT, like you said, one, one of the greatest boxers of all time, basically just cash grabbing it, going into the ring with this nobody boxer solely for the money. And you could tell he didn't care. Floyd Mayweather did not care when he was in there. He was solely there to get paid, and he wasn't going to hurt Logan Paul. People wanted to see him get knocked out. No, that was never the plan here. It looked like it was basically just a sparring match, and that was it was nothing more than that. So, yeah, it, it was it was sad to see, honestly. In yeah, my it, it was more of a sparring match. I'll give you that. Um, you know, to me, it looked like Logan was was very invested and and I'll be upfront. Yes. My yes. my opinion on the Paul brothers, I honestly don't mind Logan. 
I know he had the the controversial thing in Japan that kind of put a dent on you know where his career was heading at the time. But since then, I find since then, sorry, I find him much more tolerable. And actually, I like some of his content that he puts out there, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to his brother, who I really just can't stand. To be honest with you, that guy, he drives me up a different wall there. But regardless. So knowing that coming into this fight, you know, Floyd Mayweather being 44 years old is still, you know, the guy's been through it all. 50 professional fights, never lost one of them. He's seen every different style of opponent. The only thing unique that Logan brought in was the height and weight advantage. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, uh, in traditional fighting, boxing, the two opponents usually fight around the same weight. That's just, you know. The, the way it is that's the rules of the sport this was unique because it was an exhibition and like you said this was just a big money grab for both of them so basically they signed off on allowing logan to weigh in at you know 40 pounds heavier than floyd mayweather which is unheard of and and yeah. you could see it in the ring like when those two were going toe to toe logan is you know half a body taller than him and clearly much much bigger now, did it matter because of the experience Floyd has? No. I think anyone who was being logical knew that Floyd was not going to get touched up much. Um, the real question was, how was Floyd going to handle the fight? And I think you kind of hit it on the head with how you put it as a sparring match. So it looked like a typical Floyd fight at first. He felt him out in the first few rounds, you know, um, let him do a couple things. Logan actually caught him one or two times decently. Um, and I think it actually fired Floyd up a little bit because shortly after that's when Floyd let a few loose as well. And, um, yeah, I think if Floyd wanted to finish that fight, he definitely could have, even at his old age, um, you could tell that he was getting a little frustrated that he was missing some punches. He usually hits, uh, which is a huge difference. Even if you look back from like when they did the McGregor super fight, Floyd was still a really good boxer at that point and was connecting on good punches where he was missing a few of those this time. So father time is catching up to him a little bit. That's that's my overall take on the fight. It wasn't super entertaining, but I guess just the two characters involved itself mm-hmm. made it a little entertaining. Yeah, it's not even the fight specifically that is the subject of all the discussion here. It's more so the ideas surrounding what this means for the future of boxing, what this means for the future of entertainment in general. Um, Because you're starting to see these big time stars from the internet kind of inject themselves into every aspect of life. And I mean, I, I was thinking about this a little bit before recording. Obviously, boxing is, is a sport that's going to perfectly lend itself to an idea of like a 1v1. Anyone can kind of get involved because other sports are more team-based. But like, even like you've seen the celebrity golf matches start to... T- so what about like three-point shootouts, 1v1 basketball? Like, is stuff like this going to start happening with major name figures involved and be sold on pay-per-view just for a quick buck? Is it, and like, that could be cool. That could be a lot of fun. Boxing's a little different because, you know, not anyone can just get inside the yeah. ring. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, Logan looked the part. He's physically – he's a specimen physically. Yeah. And whether he's – he obviously worked his butt off for this, and I'll give him that. 
give him credit where it's due. And it, sure, he was never going to have a chance against Floyd Mayweather, but he looked the part, and honestly, he worked his butt off to get to the point of the, of the match. So it's not like he just showed up in horrible shape and fought just for the money. He, stood, he still did work hard at it, but it'll be interesting to see where entertainers, internet celebrities, stuff like this goes maybe beyond boxing. Yeah, and even when you look at into like some people that truly know, you know, boxing and fighting and you talk to them about the Paul brothers, they all say, you know, they they work pretty hard. Like they're mm-hmm. serious about this boxing thing. Um they're not just showing up and well, in a sense they are showing up and grabbing the bag, <laughs> but they really are training, you know, two times a day, five times a week. They're taking it seriously so that they can at least put on a good show. And, you know, for Jake, he's kind of taking the route of, you know, handpicking a few guys that he can handle and that he's a better boxer than, and it, it's propping him up. Where so his brother Logan, you know, they had the first KSI fight, um, which was really close. And then this one with Floyd Mayweather, which, like we both said, no one really gave him a chance, and nor should they have. But, you know, the fact that it did go eight rounds, the fact that that question's still in the air of, is he really that good, sets him up for future fights. Mm -hmm. And to your point of what it's doing to the industry, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard, honestly, as a traditional boxer to just work your way up and, you know, make a lot of money just doing the sport itself, kind of like some of these traditional guys like a Floyd Mayweather you know, a Canelo Alvarez, Triple G, those guys, just pure boxers that have mastered the craft and are now getting paid for doing it at the highest level. You've got some of these YouTube guys and influencers coming into the sport. And who knows, like you said, they might venture off into different sports as well. But for now, you know, this boxing, the the idea of boxing, it's, it's mano v mano, man versus man. Like, it's a cool sport for really anyone to watch because of the physical aspect of it. Um, so you've got these guys that everyone loves from YouTube or TikTok or whatever social media platform hopping in a ring to fight each other. And it's just getting big draws right now because that's what this generation likes to see, right, is, is big names going against big names. You're seeing it in all the sports, in basketball. All the big names go into the same teams, and and people love to watch it. Whether you'll admit it or not, people still love to watch it. And so I think that that's kind of the draw behind boxing. And it is unfortunate because the sport really is starting to get dominated by that type of content, by people coming in from social media or unrelated, um, you know, they don't go through the traditional boxing amateur ranks, professional mm-hmm. ranks, and then they get their big fights. Even like Barstool, they do those fight nights. I forget what Rough they're called. Rowdy. Rowdy, yeah. Where you just get, honestly, 80% of people who don't know how to fight, and you throw them in there and fight against each other. Mm-hmm. And those are oftentimes getting more views than boxing cards themselves now, um, yeah. taking out the bigger names. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, that's what people are watching. So there's really not a whole lot you can do on that end. And on one end, this probably is helping the sport in one way. Things like Rowdy or things like these mega events, the celebrity matches, um, it's helping to get eyes on the sport ultimately. And sure, it's the quality is diminished, but there is boxing that is in the mainstream. And 
so that is one aspect you can look at it. But also, so I, did you see Francis Ngannou's tweet? Basically, yes. it was, I think that's one thing I want to bring up here. So I don't have my phone in front of me. Do you remember it? Tech, yeah. It was about like the pay of being anything to do with that. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, these YouTube guys are coming into boxing matches and making $20 million. Like, what are we doing wrong or something yes, to that extent? Yes, that's exactly what it was. And that's a very fair point. How And obviously, mixed martial arts and boxing are two very different sports, but they are both combat sports. They are both, you know, it comes down to mano a mano. It is one-on-one inside the ring. How is something like this going to impact the UFC? Uh, do you think it will have any impact on possibly the payouts? Or even just like, do you think something like these celebrity matchups will eventually even make its way into mixed martial arts? <clears throat> um, I think there's a lot. That's hard. It's very, it's, it's less yeah. likely, I think, because yeah. when you talk about mixed martial arts, you're getting into a game of many different facets. You have to know a variety of disciplines. Um, where so boxing, you know, realistically, if you're a good athlete and you get into boxing and you take it seriously for one to two years in a row, you're not going to be able to compete with the top guys, but you're going to be competent enough that you look decent in there, right? Um, and I think that's kind of the draw to boxing and, and the same guys would tell you that if you ask like Jake or Logan Paul, neither of those two are getting in an octagon anytime soon (laughs) in a mixed martial arts fight, even though they've been training boxing very hard. Um, so I don't think you'll really see it go into that world, but you are seeing the reverse obviously where, you know, some UFC fighters who are done with their contract step into the ring as per you know, Jake Jake Paul faced Ben Askren, which was a joke. Ben took it less serious than even Floyd did. And now he's got Tyron Woodley, former UFC champion, booked for his next fight. And just talking about Jake again. Uh, so, yeah, you're seeing it kind of in the reverse order there. And one thing I wanted to bring up, which I want to get your take on this. I think this is part of the reason the Paul brothers are are having so much success in the boxing world is because they're doing the reverse of, you know, they got into boxing. They're now take it, taking it seriously, training really hard and working towards it. Where so these other guys that they're fighting are coming off of successes, coming off of good careers, what have you. And they're now just, again, they're getting their payday, but they just think that the skills that they have already are enough to hold them over. Who knows what happened in that Ben Askren fight, but he, he was open about it going into that fight that my goal is I don't think I can really outbox him, but he, I don't think he's going to knock me out because I've faced high-level fighters. And then it'll get in the later rounds, and he'll get tired, and I'll just be able to tee off. That was his game plan going in, and he was open about it. And he clearly really underestimated how good Jake was. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that weird dynamic where they're kind of like coming in and taking it serious. And they're getting some big draws who really don't have the same motivation as them and, you know, just trust that their skills are going to work. And it's really playing to their benefit, I think. Well, that and like all the big fighters, they have unlimited resources. They they can have the highest quality training and 
training staff and keeping their bodies up to shape and their routines. They have it all probably to a T, probably to a perfect, perfect level. Because all these people that they're working with are making sure they have it all in line to where they will maximize whatever, their quality in the ring, their physicality, their body, whatever it may be. Um, and, and yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it absolutely is benefiting them that, yeah, they're, they're at the point where they are training their butts off. This is their new phase. I feel like the Paul brothers, as does the internet, goes in phases. And the Paul brothers, as much as, yeah, I may not be a fan of them, and I agree with you. I yeah. Logan, I don't really have as much of an issue with. Jake sucks just a lot. Oh, my God. They've been at the forefront of a lot of different movements in when it comes to the internet, um, when it comes to YouTube. Uh, they've always been right there at the front. And this boxing thing is very similar to that. They've ushered in this wave, and this is kind of what they're doing right now. So who knows if they'll ride this for another couple matches, or maybe they'll try to even make a career out of this. Who knows? But they're definitely committed to this. And like you said, they're catching these other guys who, yeah, are like premier athletes, but they may not be very familiar to the boxing game. And then they underestimate them. And then the cycle kind of continues. So who knows how much longer the Pauls will be underestimated. And and they're doing it in a very strategic way that I think a lot of people aren't giving them credit for. I mentioned it a little bit before or sorry, a little bit before this um, with the reverse kind of order there where they're coming in, other people are going out. But also, I mean, Jake, if you talk to the people that have trained with him in his camp, um, Logan as well, they're picking these fights that always set them up for a next step. So regardless of whether they come out of it on the winning side or the losing side, there's always a next step. The only one that I would argue maybe wasn't was uh, their earlier fights. So like Logan Paul and KSI or um, you have Jake Paul and Anison Gibb. Those types of fights, had they lost those fights, maybe some people are like, eh, I'm just really not interested in seeing what they do next. But, you know, Logan Paul did lose the fight to KSI, but it was really, really close. And, you know, he had a, a controversial point taken away um for an illegal shot so there was that set up and now you have the floyd mayweather he either wins that and people go bonkers or he loses and it's hey i lost to floyd mayweather but i went the distance i was competitive you know whatever's next is also going to be big same thing with jake paul like goes out and beats ben Askren. Ben Askren's a horrible striker, but not many people on the face know that, right? They just see, oh, UFC guy, you know, used to be really good, so this will be a good fight. And it's going to be the same thing with Tyron Woodley. He fights him. It's either, you know, Woodley might come out and dominate, and then it's like, okay, well, Jake's just not ready yet, but he's still working. He's still good. There's still going to be a next fight. Or he beats Tyron Woodley, and it's like, all right, you know, what's next? This is, he's now faced a good striker from the UFC. Um, I'm curious as to see if they keep going on a run, the both of them, if they will eventually start dipping into some, some boxing guys. So, you know, the problem Mm -hmm. is now there's not a ton of big boxing names out there. They're used to these gigantic paydays and it sucks because part of the reason is because of what they're doing. 
but there's just not many big boxing names out there that you would, you know, want to comfortably step in the ring with. You're not going to see Jake Paul getting in there against Deontay Wilder or something like that. Like, not <laughs> a chance. Not a chance. They're not going to face those top-level guys. And, you know, rightfully so. That You know, no one who's been boxing for three, four years should be fighting top-level guys. You're going to get annihilated. And they know that. I mean, Jake tweeted some joke at Canelo saying that he doesn't doesn't get pay-per-views and that they should fight. I mean, that would be a massacre. I'm sorry, but that would be an absolute yeah. massacre. It would be maximum two and a half minutes if Canelo seriously wanted to end it that quick because you're talking about a prime boxer who, even though he's way lighter, would would do horrible things to Jake Paul. So, <laughs> so they're being strategic about it. Like they're not being dumb with this and just hopping in the ring against guys that aren't going to set them up for something next. No, which is yeah, which is smart. They're absolutely being strategic. And the the thing about those two guys is boxing, combat sports, even like especially professional wrestling, like WWE. A lot of it comes down to personality and the character you can develop and kind of the attention you can draw to yourself. They are both unbelievable at doing that. They know their role. Jake knows he's the bad guy. Jake knows he is the guy that just pisses everyone off, gets under people's skins, and he plays that up. And yeah, as much as people do hate him for it, he sucks. He does a good job at it, and he knows he does a good job at it, and that is what gets him these fights. He he gets on skin, and he pisses people off, and it's benefiting him, so he's got to keep doing it. And Logan's a little bit more I, – I, I don't even know using the phrase down-to-earth would be good for a Paul brother, but Logan's a little bit more yeah. you know simple in the fact that he's just going to – He's going to get his fights. He's going to pick and choose his fights. And, yeah, he still has the personality, but he's not going to be super, you know, aggressive like Jake is. Yeah. So it's, it's been interesting to, to watch these two kind of go through their, their development, YouTube, the Internet, whatever, to boxing world. Who knows what's next? Um, but just the, the, this boxing idea in general right now, I think it's ushering in a new era for the celebrity matches, like I touched on earlier, for other sports you've seen in golf. I, I also mentioned this earlier. You had the the athletes like Tiger, Phil. They have these super matches coming up. Who knows? Maybe things like that could start to happen in a sport like golf. Yeah, yeah it, and it is kind of crazy. I mean, I feel like back to the personality point, Logan has – he has to somewhat act that way because of that big blunder mistake he had in, in Japan, yes. you know, yes. um, you just can't, when you do something that's, that's that unappeasing to all of your fan base. And, you know, he really went through honestly a good year to two there where he was facing, you know, a lot of hate, a lot of people just really did not like him. And it, it was a stupid move on his part. Um, I feel a little bit for him because I know that wasn't really his intentions, which he's been pretty clear about, but mm -hmm. you know, he just got very, uh, he got content happy and thought that that would be something that would, you know, blow up and it did, but in the wrong way. So he was in a position where you can't really continue to just piss everyone off that, that follows you right now, Jake, 
Jake's not in the same position. So he's, like you said, he's just embraced this role of the bad guy. I mean, you literally saw the guy right after the fight ended. The camera zooms over to him, and he's got elbows flaring out, just typing away on the phone. And, and immediately I'm like, well, I'm going to go hop on Twitter because he's firing something up. And sure enough, you know, 28 seconds after that, that screen panned over to him, there's a tweet from him saying, my brother just beat Floyd Mayweather 50 and one, which of course, you know, everyone saw the statistics, even though Floyd clearly did not take it that serious, you know, Logan, <laughs> Logan was shooting about 10% on the night with his punches. It was just, yeah, it, he did not win the fight is what I'm getting at, but Jake's been able to kind of embrace that personality, which has, yeah, I mean, it's helped him set up a lot of these fights and a lot of people really, really dislike Jake Paul. That's a good thing for him because that's what keeps people buying the pay-per-views. Everyone wants to see this guy knocked out. And I think, you know, you bring in a guy like Tyron Woodley, every time the fan base is just clinging on to this little hope, right? So in early in Jake Paul's career, you know, people watched. They were like, okay, this fight could really go kind of either way. Then you set up Nate Robinson. It's like, okay, this guy's, you know, an NBA world-class <laughs> athlete. Maybe he's the one yeah. to do it. Maybe he's the one to do it. Gets knocked out. Nate Robinson looked horrible in that fight. He looked like he'd never even <laughs> trained before. Then you put Ben Askren in there, and you're like, okay, now we're talking about a guy who's, who's wore some punches before. He knows how to handle himself in there. He's not a good striker, but, you know, he's competed at a high level in a support that involves boxing. So everyone's clinging on to that. Will he be the one that finally just shuts Jake Paul up? No, he looks horrible. He comes in at 190 pounds of blubber and just gets rocked right away. Now you've got Tyron Woodley. Okay, now we've got a good striker from mixed martial arts. Is he going to be the one that shuts Jake Paul up? Is he going to knock him out? Everyone clings on to these hopes, and, and that's what gets people to buy the pay-per-views. They want to see this happen, and... As much as I hate Jake Paul, shouldn't say hate. I've never met the guy. I dislike how he goes about things. Um, yeah. You know, he's doing it in a smart way. This persona yeah. he's putting on, it. it's getting everyone to tune in because they want to see him lose. And honestly, who else did this really well? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, mm -hmm. towards the tail end of his career, Everyone wanted to see him lose because he was a little arrogant. He was kind of a 50-50 guy. You either really liked him or you despised him. And that's how he was the cash cow of boxing. He brought in people that wanted to watch him to support him. And then he brought in all the people that wanted to watch him lose. And that's where, that's where the money's made, man. So they're doing it smart. I can't, can't flaunt him for that. So it, it sounds here that comes down to to one word one kind of focal theme and that's the theme of publicity anything that can get you publicity you talked about it with even the logan paul situation a few years back um it brought him a lot of negative press a lot of negative publicity but honestly as we've seen the internet evolve is any publicity truly bad publicity this is a theme that's that's been talked about forever and you know what? In some ways, you can argue, yes, obviously, bad publicity is horrible. For a lot of things, a lot of different sports and a lot of different avenues, bad 
bad publicity be the end for you? But in the internet era, in the social media era, in the YouTube era, the TikTok, whatever you want to call it, I feel like any publicity truly is good. Even even if you do something as stupid as Paul did, look at where he is now. It didn't it didn't really slow him down. It yeah. brought a lot of people to him, and he over the sure he maybe had a couple months a year or so there where he was kind of irrelevant but he's yeah. back and he's as oh, relevant yeah. as anyone on the internet right now is any bad is any publicity really bad it, it begs that question i mean it, i would argue you know very few instances and the only thing that comes to mind that i would think about are you know he flirted with it but doing something that truly kind of gets you canceled and i'm not talking about the controversial you know we talk about cancel culture i feel like there's two boats there's the people who actually deserve to be canceled where it's like they have said or done something that's so just horrible and wrong that people really should just not pay any mind to them anymore don't follow their stuff like it is what it is and then there's people where it's on the border like okay he probably did something wrong there but did he deserve to lose his career over it that type of stuff yeah. and to to your point a lot of times that flops around and ends up bringing in a bigger fan base yeah some yeah. someone we've talked about on this podcast before um comedian chris delia you know he yeah. he had all the allegations against him um for supposedly like reaching out to underage girls at his shows and trying to get them to come over. And, you know, he claimed that he, he didn't, and he didn't know that the girls were underage that had brought DMS to the forefront, which like, you know, he provided some evidence and stuff of the screenshots and he was pretty open about it, to be honest, which I think ended up helping him. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be scrolling through, youtube the other day and i came you know he's back doing his podcast now the current yep. congratulations podcast and he's getting absurd numbers on these things his views yep. are through the roof so he takes you know that five six months off where you don't hear anything from him not a tweet nothing in the press comes back has an open honest statement about everything that plays out and then boom he's back like I mean, the, the numbers on his podcast, I don't know if it'll have effect if he starts doing comedy shows again, if people aren't going to go to them. But his internet content is booming more than it ever has before. So, mm -hmm. it, yeah, I mean, back to your point, there's a lot of the publicity, the idea of publicity. Negative publicity isn't always bad, which is weird to think about. You have to go to a really, really rough side of completely getting canceled, I think, to face the effect of that. Because otherwise, yeah, you're seeing these guys make mistakes or say stupid things, and it ends up boosting their numbers. So, I yeah, I can't say that publicity in any shape or form is really showing to be bad right now. And even, yeah, back, back to the Pauls, they're, they're a duo who have been able to toe the line forever. They've, they're always right on that line of like, you go a little bit further, you may be done for, but you're right there to where you're maximizing the eyes and the clicks and everything that's going to be on you without going really too far. 
And and it's crazy to think because they've done a lot of stupid things. There's a lot of people who have done a lot of stupid things. Um, th- there's the people who toe the line intentionally, who who know how yeah. to rile people up. And then there's people, obviously, the Chris D'Elia or like Louis C.K., another comedian who's yep. who's also kind of coming back and, you know, acknowledging his past mistakes in his new comedy shows. And like, I, it, it's pretty funny. It, it's he's acknowledging the stupidity of what he did. And you know what? It goes to show that society as a whole, even though you wouldn't think it if you go on Twitter and look, society as a whole is pretty accepting and forgiving um, if you can acknowledge your mistakes. Yeah. And like you if the stakes, if it's something that is unforgivable, people are not going to forgive you. But a lot of things can be forgivable. And I, I think we're learning that more and more. Agreed, and and I don't think that that's a bad thing either. Although no. we we talk a lot about um, you know, cancel culture and and kind of how bad it's gotten, it is refreshing to see some of these guys come back. Uh, because I you know I'm a big believer in second chances, and I think that it's it's healthier to be that way because if it's just a a one strike and done system for everyone that's in the public eye you're going to have this run that we've kind of been on these last few years where you can't go a month without someone, some celebrity doing something or saying something that puts them in a bad position. And, you know, to your point, you know, guys like Louis C.K. and Chris D'Elia, they come out, um, they put these videos out or statements out that they're just open about what happened. And, you know, I actually did watch the the first episode Chris D'Elia put out of his podcast when he came back, because I was honestly just shocked to see it and wanted to see what he had to say. And, uh, you know, he was open about it. He said, I had an issue with that stuff. I was like, I was, you know, getting way too loose with how I was acting and behaving. And, you know, I've been going to therapy about it. I feel like I'm in a much better place. Like, I understand my role as a now father and I think soon to be husband as well. And, you know, I think that stuff's good because everyone's going to learn. I have heard from, you know, numerous podcasts, videos, just celebrities talking about this stuff that once you get that type of attention, it's just weird how you're going to react to it. Because, you know, I don't think as people we're just naturally meant to have that amount of attention and following behind us and that spotlight so heavily on us. That's just not the way most people live. So when people do make it to that stage and they're in that position in life, um, it's different. And some people are going to react in ways that probably don't reflect who they are as a person. Yeah. You see it all the time. You see like Justin Bieber is a good example. I feel like that guy, his, he was loved. He was the teen, you know, chick queen and all that stuff. And then he went through that patch where the guy was in prison every other week. And now he's back to a place where I think he's learned how to handle that. He's a little more grown up and he's he's a, you know, well-behaved, uh, carried individual. That's, you know, he seems like a good dude now. So it's weird. Yeah, this this influencer spotlight, like you just get people in positions where, they blow up so quick that a lot of people don't know how to to handle that. You absolutely hit the nail on the head regarding the idea of fame um, and just how people 
how people handle that. So most people, 99%, 99.9% of the population can't even imagine, wrap their head around, understand what it would be like, us included, what it would be like to be a megastar in something, whatever it is, to have all eyes on you, spotlight on you, every little move you make, everything you do being analyzed in some way, shape, or form. Now, we can't imagine that. So like a lot of times, whether it be on the internet, you hear stories of Oh, this guy's a piece of shit. He's I, I met him once in the airport, said yeah. something, whatever. He he was a dick about it. Well, they're beings. At the end of the day, they're human beings. Um, everyone has their bad days. And especially if every single person you see in your whole life is coming up to you asking for a picture, yeah. saying something, sure, there's gonna be there's gonna be diamonds in the rough who are just unbelievable people. You never hear anything bad about. Them. But right. for most normal people, eventually, you're just like kind of tired of it. You're tired of it. And you're going to sure. still be well behaved. But you kind of get sick of just every person knowing who you are. So people can't truly understand that. But I think I can also empathize a little bit because even if there's all these bad stories about certain people, or even good stories, you can never really know the shoes they're in just because in the way they look because it's so different from everyone else. Right. Yeah. And, and it can be used the other way too, you know, to, to wrap this back around to the Paul brothers and, and boxing and what they're doing. They're able to do this stuff because they have that spotlight on them. And like yes. I talked about before, a lot of people want to see them fail because they've done certain things in that spotlight that don't sit well with certain individuals. Um, or they have their following too. A lot of people do support them. And they've been able to use that to create these, you know, mega boxing matches between people who, you know, they're not at the top of the sport. They're bringing in 10, 20, 30 million dollars when you've got guys, you know, legitimately three to four times better making peanuts on an undercard. Um, so, yeah, people are starting to figure out how to use this this spotlight and turn it to be in their favor um staying in the realm of fighting you know everyone looks to now the the cash cow fighting obviously conor mcgregor um but you see a lot of these boxing and ufc guys trying to copy this the way he went about things to get where he's at so developing this personality that again everyone either wants to see him fail or succeed and then building businesses office uh, off of it. Sorry. So he's got you know the proper twelve now. The McGregor Fast um, Athletic Program. He's got August McGregor suits, ties, all that. And you see other fighters now trying to build businesses because they know that this this uh, timeline they're in is really relatively short of their fame. You know they're going to be at the top mm -hmm. of their game for a couple years max. So while you're at the top of the game, you see a lot of guys starting their own businesses now and developing companies that are going to give them just that additional, you know, financial boost from where they're already at. Because in reality, that's not going to last very long. There's very few guys that can pull that off. Um, Mike Tyson being one of them, one of the biggest names in boxing, he's now doing a lot of business stuff that's turning out well for him. But I would argue down the road, if you take a guy like, um, 
like a Darren Till or an Israel Adesanya, a fighter who's doing really well now, who's in the spotlight, a mainstream name, and you go 20 years down the road where they've been relatively quiet and then they start up some sort of business, it might do well, but it's not going to explode like it would if they did in this you know, five to 10 year span where they're at the top of their game. So the Paul brothers, as well as other fighters, I think are starting to figure that out, that there's more opportunities beyond just being really good at your craft, right? And so that that concept is really interesting to me, and it seems like it continues to become more relevant um, with fighters and athletes in general. Yep. It, it's the internet era. Uh, the internet era is all about personality and, you know, developing a character for yourself. And I, I don't even know if developing a character would be the right sense, but it, it's becoming more, like more welcome in all sports. You see baseball, the, the wave of personality and fun, even sports like golf, who is also, which is also a more traditional sport like baseball. You're starting to see more personality, basketball, more personality. And it has to do, it all comes back to the social media and everyone's access to everyone. And the Paul brothers, as we've said before, have been at the forefront of this yeah. last eight, seven, eight years now. So, well, yeah, who knows and, where they'll go from here? And to your point, even sports like golf and sports that, you know, maybe didn't get the attention they are before. You know, where uh, the numbers guys are making are solely based on performance. When you look to those sports like golf, baseball, yes. basketball, they're getting paid based on how they perform. But there's the outside opportunities now where if you make a bigger name for yourself, you can create a business based around the brand yeah. of yourself. So like you yeah. saw the the DeChambeau and it was, it was Justin Thomas, right? Brooks Kapka. Brooks Kapka, sorry, yeah, yeah. And DeChambeau. That, that little rivalry there where it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, these guys are golfers, but now, you know, this becomes a huge thing on social media and their names yeah. become more mainstream. And that's how it yeah. works. Uh, another big example is you see a lot of these athletes getting on Twitch now and, and playing video games and making a ton of money from Twitch just because they're an athlete playing a video game. Yeah. And you know, to to me, that's pretty unique, but it's just genius by them. Why would you not use your name, which can make you a lot of money for doing other things that you're not even top level at? You're not the best in the game at, but you're going to get people to tune in because you are who you are, you know? So, I mean, that's, it's an interesting concept. And like I said before, I think it's only going to continue to get bigger and people are going to try to, you know, make the moolah off of something outside of their specialty. Yep. Moral of the story. Find a way to make a name for yourself and you can do anything in the world that you want. You can box Floyd Mayweather. Um, you can box Floyd Mayweather. You can box Floyd Mayweather. Wow. Maybe Who one day thought? we'll see you. Who would have thought? Against... Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> let's not let's not let that happen. I would be dead in four seconds. I don't yeah, care. And maybe you can catch him when he's like fifty six or something like that. Yes, yes, really, that's true. Really awesome we'll rocker. Time. Um, uh, I think it's time then. I think it's that time. It's uh, it's it's that time of every episode. And I want to hear. I want to hear what you got for me today. It's been a while, you know, since I gave out one of these. I can't yeah. really remember 
Yeah. But what was the trend we were on? I think you got a bad one mixed in there, one of those, didn't you? One of the last I'm two not episodes. Say, I'm not saying anything. I'm not right. saying yeah, anything. Yeah, I want to you. That's that's not fair of me to base it off previous performances. <laughs> um you know, quality episode today, Christian. It was great to be <laughs> back. It, yeah. Nothing but good spirits and, and positive vibes on this end. Good vibes. Yep. I got my, my cool black tie-dye shirt on, so I'm just in a good mood. Oh, we're feeling, good feeling mood. great. Right. So, for the you know, that being said, I'm going to go ahead. I'll give you a 9-3 today. I had a fun good episode, day. and, I mean, I you didn't. You didn't irritate me at all throughout the episode, which is just beyond <laughs> rare. And you brought some good stuff to the table. So today's Barzy rating, we're going with a 9-3, folks. There it is. That's that's the theme of the summer for you wouldn't get it. Good vibes only. We're just we're all about the good vibes. We're 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 happy. We're you know, it, it was. It was a good discussion today. Um and you know what? It's always gonna be a good discussion when you eat. You find yourself talking about something volatile, Paul Brothers, internet fame, all that stuff. It's never yeah. going to go away, and uh, it'll only develop from here. Yep, and that will close us out. I do want to say we finished last episode with a bit of an Easter egg. We said we had a guest coming. That is still in the works. That's going to happen. Um, we've got it coming for sure within the next few weeks, probably next week. Busy guy. We'll get him on, though. So uh, look yeah. forward to that. Be tuning in because we got big things coming. All right. Podcast. We will see you guys. Oh, no. Give it. Go for it. Yeah, go on, for man. it. Let me close it out. Do it all. Do it all. Podcast available. All the normal platforms. Sponsored by Celsius. We're out.